It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to another edition of the PHNX D-backs podcast right here on PHNX brought to you by our friends at the DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top rated sportsbook app. My name is Derek Montia. Of course, I am occasionally known as your mayor of PHNX and I'm joined by my vice mayor, the one and only Thunderstick Jesse Friedman. Derek, here we are. Not as fun, uh, not being in the same place today. It's a boring audio podcast, but, uh, you know, rumor has it that uh, you all might be seeing a little bit more of us in the studio together moving forward. So we are we are excited for that. Oh, that's not that's not a that's not a spoiler. Uh, or excuse me, that is a spoiler, Jesse. What are you doing <laughs> giving stuff away? But yes, as he said, uh, we are very excited to not only have Jesse here in Phoenix once again and be doing our thing as a duo, but we will be changing up our format a little bit. We kind of talked to you guys a bit in the Discord just to get your thoughts and opinions on it. And going forward, starting next week, you will be able to catch Jesse and myself live five days a week. Uh, right here on the PHNX Sports YouTube channel. We will still be putting out our podcast on your favorite audio podcasting app. So if you missed the live show or if you just want to consume us in an audio-only version because Jesse and myself are too breathtakingly handsome for you to take in on video version, uh, then the <laughs> audio version will be available for you. But going forward, that's where you guys are going to find us, right here on PHNX, uh, 1230 on Monday, Tuesday, uh, and Wednesday or Thursday, depending on which day is the uh, final game of the D-back series. But then we will still be doing our post-series wrap-up on Sundays and uh, the, the middle of the week series, depending on when that ends. So make sure to join us here all the time on gophnx.com and the PHNX Sports YouTube channel. It's where we'll be. You guys can join us, chat, comment with us. Uh, you know, do all that stuff. We want, we want you guys to be a part of the show. We love doing these audio podcasts, but the one thing that we find that is missing from this show is you. So we are very excited to be in studio together and to be bringing you this podcast as a live version, um, a little bit more often. So I hope you guys enjoy that. Uh, if you get sick of us, please make sure to let us know that way we know <laughs> we have to dial it back. We got to go back to audio podcasting form, whatever we need to do, but uh, of course, we thank you guys for your support and for being here, and we are excited to talk about what is going on with this Arizona Diamondbacks team. Of course, yesterday was an off day. We talked about some of our favorite things to do on an off day. Uh, we were bored. We were bored. The Diamondbacks were off. Jesse, the Reno Aces were off. The Hillsborough Hops were off. The Vesalia Rawhide were off. Everybody was off. They left us completely alone without baseball yesterday. And I'm furious at this organization for doing that. 
Yeah, it's a pretty bizarre day. I mean, that doesn't happen very often where every single uh, part of the organization, not only the major league team, but all the minor league teams, like you mentioned. Um, no sod poodles games? No sod poodles games. What? That's the real that's the real tragedy when the sod poodles aren't in action. Um and and then we don't get to see Corbin Carroll play when the sod poodles oh. aren't in action. So it's a it's a loss for everyone all the way around. Speaking of which, Jesse, I uncovered an amazing tale today of someone on the Twitter who purchased a Corbin Carroll baseball card autographed and graded uh, I believe it said it was 5 of 5. I'm not very familiar with a lot of things uh, trading card related. That's why we need to bring our buddy rock knowledge back to drop some knowledge on us about the trading card game and what exactly was going on with this deal. But this person purchasing a Corbin Carroll baseball card paid Jesse $30,000 for it. Three zero small comma, big zero, big fucking zero and huge zero at the end, but $30,000 they paid for this card that somehow has now been lost in the mail. Oh my gosh. <laughs> There's a $30,000 autographed Corbin Carroll baseball card floating around in the Las Vegas USPS center somewhere. Uh, and it is becoming a point of topic for a lot of, uh, card traders, people that collect, you know, cards, collectibles, all that stuff. Uh, it's very, very sad, very, uh, disturbing that someone could pay that much money for a card to get lost in the mail. Uh, it seems like there wasn't a lot of thought put into ordering insurance on said card. Yeah, I was gonna say that's a that's a lesson that everyone should learn right now. When you <laughs> when you have something in the mail that is as valuable as like a brand new car, you might want to get the insurance on that bad oh, boy. Jesse, I wouldn't I even know. pay thirty thousand dollars for a car. I'm not I'm not paying that much on a car. <laughs> the market is hard right now not to pay that much, but woof. Uh, what I do find really interesting is that a Corbin Carroll card, Jesse, is worth $30,000. Like, yeah, does, that, does that move the needle for you about the importance of this guy? I mean, that that's insane in my head. I mean, I assume, is this is this eBay? Is this like a bidding war? And that's like what it sure. I think to? this is beyond that. I think this is like, because we're talking about high dollar collectibles versus eBay being like a, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure there's things that go for, tens of thousands of dollars on ebay as well like cars and such like that like you like you said i just don't know exactly the process in which this card was purchased however i do know like there are there are very wealthy trading card owners in this country and they you know they have a way to connect with each other they have a system they you know they they go to conventions they meet each other so like all of this has probably been done through you know, that kind of collector's seller's network. Uh, the person selling the card seemed pretty reputable based on what I saw people saying about him. Uh, huh. And it, it kind of turned into a bit of a disagreement because it sounded like the seller was blaming the guy that purchased the card, claiming that he might have received the card without having been made to sign for it, thus claiming he didn't get it and trying to get his $30,000 back. There's a lot of stuff involved with this thing. I didn't want to start choosing sides because quite frankly the idea of sending a thirty thousand dollar collectible in the mail is fucking insane to me not to mention <laughs> the fact that someone revealed at some point that the two parties were only three hours away from each other and had i been purchasing something for thirty thousand dollars i think i'm willing to make that three hour drive 
to yeah. collect my goods in person rather than trusting the U.S. fucking P.S. But that's just me. <laughs> uh, I've had I've had I've had things way less valuable lost by the postal service, so I am not sending something like that uh, at least without some insurance. But uh, again, just a reminder, Col- Corbin Carroll, he will not be here until April 2023. So uh, you think just, is that is that what you're is that the story you're sticking to, Derek? You think I'm there's sticking no, to no possibility of a September well, call up? They have the super two, right? So it's like we could get it sometime around this time of the year. But I just don't know. I don't think that the Diamondbacks are in a position to really jeopardize, uh, you know, what he's doing in the minor leagues and his you know, the, the production that he is outputting now is great, but you know, minor league guys go through this process for a reason. Right. And yeah. we talked about it a bit yesterday, uh, in answering the questions. I just don't think they want to jeopardize his future by calling him up too early at this point, right, right. you know, they, 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 he's not going to make a big enough impact on the major league roster to start winning games for this team necessarily right out of the gate, even if he's very productive. So it really come, I think it really is a matter of, of, you know, his progression as a minor league player and not interrupting that at this point. I think it's, so it's important to mention here that under the new collective bargaining agreement, um, and I talked about this in, in my article about Alec Thomas the other day, because it sort of relates to him as well. If a player finishes in the top two in rookie of the year voting in their league, they get a full year of service for that season. Um, and so that being said, if the Diamondbacks call up Corbin Carroll in September, he's not going to get there at this point. It is impossible for Corbin Carroll to get a full year of service for uh, for 2022. There's no Correct. way it can happen if they call him up tomorrow. Um, he's not going to play enough to finish top two in rookie of the year. And so there's there's no way that that could happen. So uh, from that standpoint, calling him up in September actually might not be that different from waiting you know, the number of days that you need to, it's usually around like late April, uh, roughly, uh, that you would have to wait to bring him up in order to keep him from getting a full year of service next year. But what I'm saying is that if Corbin Carroll finishes top two in rookie of the year voting next year, it's not going to matter if the Diamondbacks call him up in late April, or if they call him up right at the beginning of the season, or if they call him up this September, all of those situations would have the same outcome from a service time standpoint. Uh, just by virtue of this new CBA situation. Um, and I think we obviously it's no guarantee there's an adjustment period for guys coming up. Uh, we don't want to assume that Corbin Carroll is going to finish top two in rookie of the year voting. But I mean, if he if and when he comes up next season, he is going to be in that conversation from the very beginning. Don't fucking backtrack now, Jesse. You already said it. You already put it out there. Corbin Carroll, rookie of the year next season. It's not a <laughs> prediction. It's a spoiler per Jesse Friedman. That's there all you go. Yes, I am reporting that. I am reporting yeah. that as news. Exactly. <laughs> it's a fact. It is a fact. Uh, well, another fact is, is that Jesse did write about our five takeaways. He also wrote, like he said, about Alec Thomas, uh, five takeaways from the series with the Detroit Tigers, as well as Alec Thomas's rookie of the year chances. And you can get both of those articles over at gophnx.com. If you haven't signed up to become a member already, please do so. Uh, if you sign up to become an annual member, you will get our free t-shirt, uh, a free t-shirt, not our free t-shirt. They're all our shirts, but you get a free t-shirt of your choosing over at the phnxlocker.com. Uh, also, you get access to our members-only Discord and access to members-only discounts over at the phnxlocker.com. If you're not used or not interested 
not used to, not interested, not, you don't want it. You don't want it in your life. Uh, the annual membership, you can go ahead and get down on the month to month membership and you will get your first month for just 50 cents. Try us out, see if you like us, and then hopefully you stick around. Uh, regardless of your membership status, you get those discounts to the phnxlocker.com as well as members only access to our discord where you guys can help us plan the show, decide if we should go every day live or not. Uh, and you know, 12, uh, going at 12 30 that's something that we went we went to uh, our discord to ask you guys about luckily you guys were excited about the idea and we are happy to bring it to you so again join us become part of the phnx family and get down on the discord where you can tell us exactly what you want to see out of this show uh, and all, out of all the shows here at phnx that's what we're here for we are a, a network by the people and for the people uh jesse speaking of that uh, by the people and for the people, for the people. Zach Gallon is for the people. Zach Gallon is for the children, much like Wu Tang Clan. And Zach Gallon, most likely, as we've discussed, is probably going to be the Arizona Diamondbacks' only All Star Game representative this year. And that even that's not a guarantee, right? But the Diamondbacks will have at least one, uh, you know, member of their of their team on the All Star roster. And right now, Zach Gallon definitely looks like. He is a front runner for that, even though, as Jesse uncovered today, he currently doesn't even qualify uh, for for uh, the top stats in pitching. Yeah, this is honestly kind of a shock to me, um, just given what we've seen from Zach Gallon on the mound this season. I mean, a two point seven nine ERA. Although there's a bit of a discrepancy about his ERA that we're gonna we're gonna get to in a second. <laughs> we found we found some fascinating things about oh, uh, Zach Gallon. We are gonna put you on blast in a second. <laughs> it turns out that uh, Zach Gallon's ERA is up for debate, depending on which uh, which website you look at right now. But the true ERA is two point seven nine. And um, if you look at wins above replacement, Derek, which is always at least for me the 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 stat I'm gonna start with when it comes to All Star voting, MVP voting, those kinds of things. Um, Zach Gallen is currently 53rd among major league pitchers in wins above replacement. And believe it or not, Zach Gallen does not lead the Diamondbacks pitching staff in wins above replacement. He is what? actually in second place in wins above replacement because Merrill Kelly is actually oh. ahead of Zach Gallen and by oh. a, by a decent margin. Zach Gallen has 1.2 uh, wins above replacement at this point in the season, uh, whereas Merrill Kelly is at 1.6. He's currently 30th. Um, in the big league, so quite a bit closer to the front. I don't think that's to say that uh, Merrill Kelly is going to be the all star. I think I think there's still a, a good case here that Zach Gallen should be the guy. Um, but it's not as much of a slam dunk um, as I think I would have expected, Derek. If you look at some of uh, some of the underlying numbers on Zach Gallen, his strikeout rate this season is actually lower than what it's been in the past. Um, which is not altogether a bad thing. His walk rate is actually uh, also lower. And I think for him, that's a pretty good trade-off. There were times in the past couple years where it felt like, um, you know, he was kind of trying to strike guys out. And and when he does that, he can be a little bit more uh, prone to nibbling off the corners and and walking guys more than he would like to. So uh, all in all, I I do think he's had an excellent season, and and I and I think there's still a good case here for him as an all-star. But let me just put it this way, Derek: if if the Diamondbacks had someone else, if they had a position player who was a clear-cut all-star and 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 they already had, you know, that required one all-star set for them, 
I'm not sure that Zach Gallen would necessarily be a shoe in to make to make the All Star team. He his his case I think is going to rely at least right now it relies a little bit on the fact that the Diamondbacks need an All Star, and on, on that front I think he is the clear front runner. Um, yeah, absolutely, and like you said, his strikeouts are actually down right now. Uh, for his lowest strikeout per nine ratio in his career. Right. But uh, his ERA of 2.79 would qualify him for the 10th best ERA right now in the National League. So I'm with you there, though. I mean, some of his numbers aren't super impressive. I still find it fascinating that his 71 innings pitched is not enough to qualify because you need (laughs) one inning pitched per game on average and the Diamondbacks have 74 games they've played, and right now he is at 71 innings pitch. Jesse pointed out, obviously, he'll he'll be there after today's start, but there still is that, you know, it doesn't seem like Zach Gallon has missed enough time to not qualify for, you know, for anything this season at this point. It's just uh, it's the way things, way things work out. Uh, why, though? Why in the world, Jesse, <laughs> can... Uh, can we not agree on what his ERA is? Why is it that MLB.com and baseball reference have Zach Gallon's ERA at 2.79? Meanwhile, Fangraphs has it at 2.92. (laughs) 2.92. This is honestly something that I've never seen before. And and you all, you all know, I'm kind of a stats nerd. So we have to dig into this one a little bit. Yeah, we have to, we have to dig into this one a little bit. So it, it turns out that yes, Fangraphs currently, um, this is prior to Zach Gallon's start um, on on Tuesday night as we record this. Um, Fangraphs is wrong. Fangraphs is absolutely wrong. Uh, that's what our research has unveiled. But we had to go in and we had to see what the reason was. So Fangraphs is at two nine two, as you said. The other websites are all in agreement at two seven nine. Um, and so we went through his game log and tried to figure out where the discrepancy was. And it turns out that Zach Gallon's most recent outing um, in San Diego. That's where the discrepancy was. It was just a few days ago. Uh, according to Fangraphs, Derek, Zach Gallen gave up two earned runs in that game, uh, whereas according to Baseball Reference and MLB.com and all the other sites, uh, he gave up just one earned run in that game. And that's the difference uh, between the 279 and the 292 ERA. Jordan, Jordan Luplo's error is the real difference there in that uh, one run difference in ERA, right? And the way that exactly. he viewed. It's again why Jesse and I have talked about some of those stats that are bullshit, like RBI and errors, because with errors, it really is subjective. And that's still the wildest thing about it for a game that everything is kind of black and white. You know what I mean? The baseball does have so many stats that are subjective. Somebody looked at it and decided whether or not this guy could have made a play on it cleanly or not, whether or not it deserves to get an error. Some of them, yeah, they're clear cut, right? But the biggest problem with errors is guys that are gifted athletically that can have a bit more range than other guys, they're they're unfortunately going to look like they're getting more errors than someone who can't even get to the ball because something as stupid as putting a glove on the ball can make it an error or not. The, the, they assumed if you were close enough to get a, a, a glove on it that you should have made a play, no matter how spectacular the play would have needed to be made in order to actually, you know, uh, stop getting out or do do what you needed to do as a defender. Right. So, right. Uh, errors, errors are still a bit wonky when it comes to that kind of stuff. And this is a perfect example of how wonky they can be from one one website to the next. 
Yeah, yeah. So so what specifically happened here, and I didn't watch this game live. I was still uh, on the road from Washington to Arizona. I think this is about the moment that my air conditioner broke down in Yuma. So fun, <laughs> fun memories. Um, but uh, yeah, so so basically what happened is is Jordan Luplo um, ran, ran back a, a ways in order to track down a fly ball. I think it was, um, uh, I think it was Kim from the Padres, um, who was, who was at the plate. And so, um, uh, he had a fly ball, Jordan Luplo tracks it down and it clanks off his glove. And so I didn't watch the game live, Derek, but what I can gather in retrospect is it was originally ruled a double in which case the run would be earned. Um, and then retroactively the scorekeeper changed it into an error. Um, which it's it's kind of on the edge as you're talking about. You know, you don't want to penalize Jordan Luplo in that situation for getting to a ball that other guys wouldn't get to, but just falling a little bit short and having it clank off his glove. Um, based on what I saw, though, I think it probably is an air. Um, it wasn't like a leaping, diving grab or anything. It's sure, a play that I sure. think a, a major league outfielder probably should make, and, and it clanked off his glove. Originally ruled a double. Um, but uh, retroactively ruled an error, and apparently Fangraphs just didn't <laughs> didn't adjust for that, and still hasn't. So, yep. um, if any of and you want to, never send, will they will refuse to as long as they live. <laughs> yeah, they they have their own scorekeeper, and they you know they make their their own they play by their own rules over there. So, uh, <laughs> well, and we're yeah. going to be tracking that for the rest of the season. So we'll see if this just if, like it's almost like the multi uh, multiverse of madness, right, Jesse? The uh, the, the Zach Gallon universe has been split, and now his ERA is going in two different directions. So we'll see if they can reconverge or if they will continue to splinter and go down these individual timelines that now Zach Gallon will have one ERA for one website and one ERA for another one. But uh, regardless, this is baseball, and it's absolutely a ridiculous game, and it's why we love it. So uh, we will be live, by the way, talking about baseball at Four Peaks 8th Street Pub all day tomorrow on Wednesday, along with the rest of our PHNX crew, we will all be there. We will all be there all day. We will all be enjoying Four Peaks variety of delicious beers that they have to offer. We will be eating and being merry. And most importantly, we will be talking about sports and hanging out with you guys. So make sure to join us at Four Peaks all day on Wednesday. Uh, come come out for lunch, stay for dinner. I don't know. Make make a day around it. Bring the Four family. Four Peaks has excellent food. So. Excellent. So that is that is a big win on Wednesday. It's a, it's a big win. And a bigger win is to come and see uh, me get bullied in real life uh, by Shearston Susel. That's a whole other thing, though. Um, she's she's very mean to me. Uh, we, we will be there, though, and we hope you guys join us. If you can't join us, make sure to tune in, watch the shows live, maybe go to your local grocery store or liquor store, convenience store, grab yourself some Four Peaks, and enjoy along with us if you can't be there uh present so regardless be there with us on wednesday because we're going to be having a great time uh must be 21 or older to enjoy four peaks and please remember to enjoy responsibly uh, and speaking of enjoying responsibly also check out our friends at og's brands if you talk about a good afternoon of hanging out with us you can do so with four peaks and og's brands that's 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 the perfect combination to stay at home uh listen to an entire day of shows coming to you live watch an entire day of shows coming to you live yeah from uh four peaks and we'll be and, and, we'll be live i think it's correct me if i'm wrong derek 5 p.m i think we we're are the live last show of the day yeah we are the final show of the day we are the uh main event best for last yes yeah. best for last of course. Yeah. of course of course uh and of course make sure to check out our friends at ogs if you haven't done so uh we know we've talked about it a lot but they've just released their limited edition seasonal fit flavor 
pina colada, which is a perfect combination of pineapple and creamy coconut. It's amazing. And OG's worries about flavor. And they not only bring you an amazing gummy, but an amazing gummy that tastes delicious. They have a variety of uh, strains you can choose from. If you want to hang out with us and and stay awake for, for our little thing over at the uh, four peaks make sure to grab yourself a sativa and and get hype with us and then when you need to go bed later in the day you got yourself a fine indica to do so with not to mention the fact that og's offers a variety of uh doses you can get 10 milligram dose or a three milligram micro dose uh, no matter what your preference is what your speed is uh you can get your right dose over at og's and that's important when it comes to your edibles remember what derek says uh, you can't untake it once you bought the ticket you're taking the ride so check out ogs online at ogsbrands.com and on instagram at ogs brands that's o-g-e-e-z brands you can also find their products at your local dispensary must be 21 years or older to purchase oh jesse and i'll tell you something if i could have if i would have known what was going to happen between the angels and the mariners I would have talked to the fellas over at OGs and got them to send an entire case of some <laughs> bombing indicas out to these teams because shit got heated. Uh, obviously, we talked a little bit about Jesse Winker receiving a pizza from a fan yesterday that went a little viral. That was kind of that was kind of the fun side of it. But now yeah. today we are seeing the fallout from the brawl between the Angels and the Mariners. Uh, yes, it was the same fight that you saw in Naked Gun. Uh, in the first Naked Gun movie with Leslie Nielsen behind the plate as the umpire. But uh, Jesse, it seemed it seemed like this not only uh, fight was a bit out of hand, right? We don't typically see baseball fights get this nasty, but the suspensions being handed down are quite ugly as well. Uh, the Mariners, three players on the Mariners received suspensions. Jesse Winker, the the, the person who got hit received seven games. Shortstop J.P. Crawford got five games. And center fielder Julio Rodriguez received two games. Meanwhile, <laughs> on the Angels' side, uh, shit got a little bit crazier. Uh, <laughs> interim manager Phil Nevin, who's been in his job for, what, like 20 days, got 10 games for the fight. Third baseman Anthony Rendon, who is currently on the injured list, <laughs> five games when he returns, and and Jesse, he's not allowed back on the Angels bench for the next seven games. But that's not even the half of it. So we have a couple of pitchers. Andrew Wants uh, got three games. He was the starter slash opener. There was some accusations that Phil Nevin might have thrown him in specifically to throw at Jesse Winker and get redemption for what happened uh, the previous day. Mike Trout was thrown at uh, at around his head. Uh, he didn't get hit, I don't believe, right? So this was just like some weird retaliation for a thing that almost happened, right? Uh, yeah. Right-handed pitcher Ryan uh, uh, Tapera. Is that how you say it? I'm sure I'm saying that, Ryan. Yeah, Ray I think Steel that's right. Raciel Iglesias got two games. <laughs> Jesse, bench coach Ray Montgomery got two games. Catching coach Bill Hasselman got one game. And in a move that just is fucking incredible, team interpreter Manny Del Campo got two games. <laughs> I got to watch the video again. <laughs> in the mix. What the fuck is happening here? <laughs> Oh, it's incredible. I also, so someone, someone posted on Twitter that, I mean, 
Anthony Rendon, of course, poor guy, has hardly hardly played since joining the Angels. He's basically just on the injured list the all the time, basically. And so someone tweeted out something along the lines of the the Angels are just uh, paying Anthony Rendon like thirty five million dollars a year just to like knock the crap out of uh, opposing players. Like that is <laughs> that is the reason they are paying him so much. He gets paid the big bucks just to just to come after the opposing players in in these bench clearing brawls. Well, let me tell you, uh, between him and Chris Bryant playing a fraction of the games this year for the Colorado Rockies that he was supposed to, uh, my choices to start at third base for the Arizona Diamondbacks all look pretty bad right about now. Uh, I might have been spending money uh, egregiously for this team based on my choices, but my favorite part about this was there was an incident after the fight where everything kind of settled down. Players were getting thrown out of the game. Obviously, they weren't happy about it, but based on the whole fight, you know, everybody had gone to their respective corners and kind of settled down. And then <laughs> probably my favorite, probably my favorite part of the, uh, of the fight is when Rachel Iglesias just to, finds out he's been thrown from the game and he just decides to take a whole, whole goddamn bucket of sunflower seeds and then just <laughs> toss them onto the field, which reignited the Seattle Mariners bench. And that caused Jesse Winker almost to pull away from somebody who was holding him back and go back out there and fight somebody else. But like this entire situation is wild. And I mean, I think uh, assistant pitching coach Dom uh, Dom Chidi, uh, that guy got five games uh, for essentially trying to hold people back from fighting other people. And that that's the weird part about these brawls. When you go back and look at some of the suspensions that were handed, handed down, obviously you can't see everything. And obviously some of this is decided based on what was said that happened versus what we saw on camera because yeah. we're only seeing so much. Right. But it's kind of wild that somebody could get five games for seemingly looking like a peacemaker in the middle of a fight like this. Yeah, yeah, it was a it was a whole mess. Uh, I think a lot of people were very entertained by it. Uh, John Boy has an incredible breakdown as always, <laughs> so we encourage you to uh, go go check out their video. It was, it was a real fight, though. I mean, I think that's the one thing about baseball. Yeah. Is you don't really get real fights in baseball. Not like this. Like you yeah. Get, because it's always true. over some dumb shit. Like, this was some dumb shit. This was some dumb shit. I mean, do you remember the game speaking back about Zach Gallon, where Zach Gallon just couldn't stop hitting guys? Yeah. Remember? Yeah. And, I mean, credit to the opposition. They did not hit one Diamondbacks player in retaliation because they could tell Zach Gallon absolutely was not doing it on purpose yeah it wasn't and, and that, it almost kind of never advantage. like how many times does it really happen where a team purposefully hits the opposing player and then sure. there's retaliation like that you could sort of understand but there are so many situations uh arguably like this one i guess maybe it depends on who you ask it didn't appear that on the night prior the um the mariners were intentionally coming after mike trout's head um of course you don't know that for sure but mike trout is not a very I don't know. It's hard to hate Mike Trout. I mean, it's hard to like yeah. want to come after him for no reason at all. The so, only other guy you would do that against is Shohei Otani, also on the Angels. Like right. that's that's the only guy above Mike Trout that you would be like, "How dare you?" Like I get it because yeah. I might fight someone over throwing at Shohei Otani's head. So that's how I feel about that man, <laughs> and I'm sure people have similar feelings about Mike Trout, right? So I get that you're, you know, that's 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 the guy in in, in baseball and and to the Angels. Mike Trout is a god, so I understand protecting him at all costs. But yeah, it's just it's this weird thing in baseball where we retaliate for almost hits, 
and we'd retaliate for things where it seemed like it was, you know, something malicious, but then nothing really happened. Like, I just, I can't stand baseball and it's unwritten rules sometimes. I can't. Yeah. Yeah. It's so ridiculous. And it's, it's adults acting like children over some shit that was most likely, like you said, there's no way to know if Mike Trout was thrown at intentionally or not, but yeah, you know, I, I could, could you imagine if so I'm, I'm replaying the video of Rysel Iglesias launching this box of sunflower seeds and and I'm just I'm I'm pretty thankful that like like they were packaged you know like it's a box of packaged yeah, sunflower yeah, seeds but yeah. like what if they weren't like what if he just unrolled a box sunflower seeds. Yeah. <laughs> The and the grounds just, crew out there for fucking yeah. half an hour cleaning up the, the sunflower seeds from the field because he throws he throws it like literally right on the field itself. So yeah, I'm just imagining this poor grounds crew and like an hour long delay while they clear up all of the sunflower seeds off of the field. But still, like, kind of a hilarious moment. It's like the fight is over and then Iglesias just comes yeah. roaring out of the dugout it's, with this. It's it's, it's literally like he's throwing gasoline on a fire. Is yeah. literally what it's like. You know what I mean? Like the fire had kind of settled down and this guy's like, nope, here comes two more gallons of gasoline on it. You know? Oh my oh, gosh. It's it was it was entertaining. I think that uh you know, there are some losers here, the guys who are suspended and whatnot, but uh Obviously. but it was a pretty yeah, there's there's a lot of publicity over this moment and and for baseball that's not necessarily the worst thing in the world sometimes. So uh pretty crazy what happened there. I I don't know what to say. Like I said, the thing with Mike Trout, um it was a critical part of the game too, right? Like it was yeah. at the bottom of the ninth inning or top of the ninth or whatever, bottom of the ninth. And I mean, like you're not headhunting Mike Trout at, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know. Well, like, and the, the way that the Mariners celebrated after the win, too, I think was another part of it. They were like doing I don't know. It's they seem like a little bit more showy than they normally would have been, sure, which sure. I think is a little strange after you presumably, you know, accidentally come after Mike Trout's head. So it, it, the optics there were a little weird. One thing I'm proud of when it comes to the Arizona Diamondbacks is them kind of staying out of situations like this. Like yeah. I, I have to say that again, like I referenced the Zach gallon situation and some other, you know, some other situations that stuff might've boiled over, but it seemed like the Diamondbacks for the most part have tried to do things the right way and tried not to be super retaliate retaliatory or get themselves into these situations but that wasn't the case, you know, when like Gibby was here, like it was a different attitude and the mantra and the attitude almost seemed to be passed down a bit from the manager to the rest of the team about toughness and not taking anyone's shit and, you know, just having a different kind of mentality. Uh, Tori Lavolo does not seem like that kind of manager that passes down that kind yeah. of philosophy to his players. No. I think he passes down to the Diamondbacks the, the right way of doing things and it's reflected on the field. Yeah. Yeah. Tori, I mean, he's just, he's just such a people person and he just has great relationships with basically everyone that he knows. So, um, part of me wonders if, you know, for people like Tori Lovello who are just so naturally friendly and enjoy talking with people and, and, you know, hearing what they have to say, he's, he's a great listener from what I can tell. He enjoys, you know, meeting basically anyone. Um, so part of me wonders at times with, you know, situations where Tori is going out, arguing a call or something. If, if 
you know, he has to kind of bring out this part of himself that is not necessarily part of who he is as a person. You know, I think for some managers, that aspect of the game comes naturally. Like they, they just get pissed off and, and, you know, you know, there are some guys who see them kicking around the dirt or throwing, throwing bases around. And it's like, yeah, that, that may genuinely be part of, of just kind of who they are and, and how they, you know, how they work through moments like that. Torrey is just not, he's not that kind of a guy. And so, um, I wouldn't be shocked if occasionally when you see Tori Lovello out there arguing these calls, getting really mad and up in people's faces, if it's kind of him like forcing himself to to do something that is not necessarily part of his normal character. I will say, just building on what you just said, that there is also a thought process that Tori Lovello might not have that killer instinct, right? That competitive fire to do whatever it takes to win. Because he's a good guy, right? That's and interesting. Lovello, yeah. He he cares about his players more than winning, right? So and that's like he does everything right. But do you think do you think he would say that? Do you think that Tori Lavello would openly say, I care about my players more than winning? I get he would probably try to brush it off and be like, No, I care about both, and you know, you can do both at the same yeah. time. But yeah, I'm I'm but, curious. I don't know because I've heard Tori say some things, right? It's kind of like when Chris Paul said during this, you know, during the, the series with the Mavericks that infuriated everybody that there's more to life than basketball. Right. And that's coming yeah. from somebody that has experienced the highs and the lows of the game and also still has to be a regular human being that enjoys life away from it because that's his job. And he still has a life to live away from his job. I think Tori Lovello does see the big picture a lot. And I think that Tori Lovello would be the kind of guy that might give an answer that didn't shy away from saying he values, you know, his players more than winning. Yeah. You might say at the end of the day, you know, his job is to manage the players and to get the most out of them. Right. But Tori Lavallo isn't on the field. He's not contributing to the game. So all he can really do is show these guys how much he cares about them. He can, you know, do everything he can to nurture them and, and get the most out of them. Right. So it, it's not to say that, people don't like playing for him or the team isn't ran well underneath them. It's just to say, like, when you say that about Tori, it makes me wonder because some of these other managers do have that, right? They do have that competitive fire. They do have that nastiness of they can't wait to go out there and argue with the first base umpire and kick dirt on his shoes and do all of that shit. Right. With that being said, I mean, I don't loop. If that was the case, Lou Pinella would be the winningest coach and manager in, in baseball history. Right. You know, some of these guys <laughs> that got angry all the time through bases and shit would be the greatest managers of all time. So I, I don't know. I mean, I, the one thing I will say about Tory is I am proud of the way that he runs this team and cares about the players. You know, I, I don't know if bringing in a different manager, while still spending the same amount of money and still running the team roster wise, because Tori has no, he has no impact on that. Right. right. Is going to yield different results with a guy that came in here, maybe and is a ball buster that is emotional and fiery and competitive all the time. Yeah. I feel, I kind of feel like that brand of manager is going out of style just a little bit. You don't see like, are, I don't know. Are there any Lou Pinella esque, figures still in the game who have that reputation of of going crazy in those in those moments of games well i I do think there's a decorum right so you're right about that we don't have managers going out there and literally you know once a week 
fucking in the nineties, you would see a manager toss a base or do something insane. It was, it's like yeah. you said about this game. It was entertaining. It was almost something people wanted to see. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but I will say like Gabe Kapler, for instance, right. He's a guy that seems to be fiery. He seems to be like a little bit standoffish. You know, he, yeah. he is there to win games and he is there for his guys and he doesn't give a fuck about you or anything else. He doesn't care if you like the way he manages the team. You don't care. He doesn't care if you, if you like the fact that he doesn't play by the unwritten rules there, there's none of that that impacts him. Right. So, I mean, that makes him a little bit of a, I guess a fiery manager, you know, he's definitely not a diplomat when it comes to answering some of those questions about the way he manages and some of the things the giants do. I'll just say that again, going back through all, all of this stuff, uh, I'm pretty proud of Tori and the way he does things. It doesn't mean that when, what you said, I don't know. I, I think when Tori went out there to defend, speaking of our guy that we've been talking about all episode long, Zach gallon, I think he wanted to fight John Libka. I think he wanted to get tossed from that game. I think there's times where Tori has absolutely seen enough and it boils over. I think yeah. the reaction we're getting out of him is his real reaction. I think Tori's just good at staying calm and staying collected. I think that, sure. you know, even when he goes out there and addresses like a bad call or some sort of thing that when happened on the field, he still does it in a very diplomatic way. Right. Mm -hmm. But not against that fucking John Lipka bullshit. <laughs> Tori literally ran out there and yeah. got tossed before he even arrived at yeah. the empire. Yeah. I was like, oh shit, if you're going to toss me before I have to say something, then I have a lot more to say to you than I was just going to say. Right. But Tori was going to get tossed out in that situation. He was going to get tossed out of that game. And that was his intention. The minute that he set foot on the field from coming out of the dugout. So like there, there are times where I think he knows that this is, this is where I need to, get the, get the boys fired up and I need to do something to defend my team. Luckily yeah. we have a deep bench at manager. And I think Tory is more comfortable than ever doing that. Knowing that he has Jeff Bannister there ready to manage the team and take over. Should he get tossed or should he even get suspended depending on how, how egregious the thing he says to the home plate umpire is. But uh, again, a uh, lot of, a lot of people being suspended. A lot of people being suspended. 40, 47 games is the total. That's the total number of, of games of suspension so that came out of this one incident. Crazy. 12 different individuals. Oh, that's ugly. That is ugly. And, Including uh, one team's interpreter, which will forever, forever <laughs> confuse me. <laughs> we'll live in infamy. Uh, only one player uh, wants, Andrew wants, is not appealing his suspension. Everybody else is. Interesting. I mean, so. he's the guy who, I mean, he's the guy who delivered the pitch. So it's, it's going to be, he, he doesn't have much of an argument. He doesn't have much <laughs> of an option. Yeah, I did the thing. That's fine. But <laughs> anyway, uh, well, we appreciate you guys joining us. Of course, it is baseball season over on the DraftKings Sportsbook. If you didn't know that, get down on the DraftKings Sportsbook. Go bet on some baseball. Uh, I, I, I'm not going to tell you to bet on the Arizona Diamondbacks. That's for sure. However, uh, maybe you might want to take a look at betting them, uh, betting on them on that Rocky series, though. I don't even know if that's a guarantee because the Diamondbacks seem to be playing better against good teams than they do against bad lately. Uh, regardless of what you want to do, you can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use our promo code of PHNX. And guess what? Not only do you get down on the baseball action, but if you bet $5, on the upcoming UFC 276 fight. You can bet on any fighter to win and you will get $100 in free bets no matter what. 
even if your guy gets the snot pummeled out of him, uh, you will still get paid, which makes watching, you know, a guy you bet on that much more fun if he loses. But of course, that's code PHNX for new customers this Saturday at the DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the UFC. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. But more, more importantly, get down on the UFC 276 with the DraftKings Sportsbook. That fight is going to be a, a fun time. You can get get to see, you know, you get to see more fighting. If what you enjoyed uh, out of what we talked about today was the brawl between the Angels and the Mariners, you get to see just an entire night of that on at UFC 276. Plus, they, they get to use fun terms like calf slicer and Peruvian necktie uh, <laughs> and all sorts of things that sound like mean and evil. And, and nobody, I promise you, Nobody will get suspended from UFC 276 like they did in this baseball game. So again, if fighting is uh, is is your cup of tea, definitely check out UFC 276 and use our code of PHNX over at the DraftKings Sportsbook. Jesse, that's all I got today. I have enjoyed discussing fighting with you and suspending people. <laughs> that's always fun. Um, of course, we will continue to monitor the Arizona Diamondbacks All-Star Game situation and see as we move closer, we are less than a month away now from that all-star break. So be interesting to see what develops over the next 25 days. We do know that the Diamondbacks play a whole hell of a lot of NL West in that time frame. So uh, hopefully they can, they, they can come out of this stretch better than we anticipated. Things might be looking up a bit post all-star series break, but uh, on behalf of Jesse and myself, we thank you guys for joining us. You can follow us on Twitter. I am at cap underscore caveman with a K Jesse is at Jesse N. Friedman. Our show is at PHNX underscore D-backs. But of course, all roads lead to at PHNX underscore sports on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. If you're watching us right now on your favorite, uh, or wait, you're not watching us. We're not live. We're going to be live, though. So make sure <laughs> to join us on the PHNX Sports YouTube channel next week. Uh, we'll be at 1230 on all non-post-series games. But for the finale, make sure to join us 10 minutes after the final out. Uh, and we will be live on the phnx sports youtube channel make sure to subscribe sign up for notifications that way you don't miss when we go live and also if you're listening to us right now on your favorite audio podcasting app subscribe to us there if you haven't done so already and leave us a five-star review we thank you for it and we also thank you so much for joining us uh again on behalf of jesse and myself we appreciate your time and remember kids baseball is fun but it's so much more fun when you suspend the team's interpreter <laughs>